This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Really interesting study that came out yesterday, though, that I want to talk about and get some expert analysis of. We've talked before about debunking, right? Now, we've talked about the misinformation that is so prevalent on the Internet and how people can fall down rabbit holes and who knows what they come up thinking uh, at the end of the day. But um, it's a it's an industry and it's a it's big. <laughs> we know it's had all kinds of effects on all kinds of different things going back many, many years. And it just continues to ramp up. And, you know, the the latest that I was reading about has a lot to do with the situation in Ukraine and the Russian misinformation surrounding that. And, you know, how do you stop it? Well, we do a lot of work debunking after the fact and saying, okay, you probably saw this. This is why it isn't true and blah, blah, blah. And we walk everybody through it. And it has, it helps in some cases, I think. I don't know how much. It certainly doesn't put an end to it. But there's a new report out, came out yesterday, done by Cambridge University and Google on something called pre-bunking. Yeah, they try and debunk before you even get bunked. I'm not sure exactly how it works, but we're going to find out. We're going to talk with Dr. Timothy Caulfield, a University of Alberta professor in health law and policy and the Canada Research Chair in health law and policy. And I would say the world's foremost debunker. Is that a fair assessment, uh, Dr. Caulfield? I don't know if that's a fair assessment, <laughs> but uh, I, I work with a wonderful international team. How about that? Okay, fair enough. And this is this is the world you live in. So explain to me what pre-bunking is. How, how does it work? Yeah, and I'm very fortunate to work with a lot of the authors on this really terrific, really terrific study. And one of the reasons it's a great study is they actually did controlled trials like it wasn't just an observational study they weren't just watching what was going on in in the real world they were actually doing sort of randomized control controlled trials to try to tease out is this going to work yeah so what is it what they did is they showed short videos to people um that highlighted the kind of tricks that are used to spread misinformation so things like using really emotional language playing to your ideology um, you know, the negativity by, is it overly negative, uh, personal attacks on, on the messenger? Uh, those are all well-known strategies that are used to push misinformation. Uh, and if you just show this short video, so that, like a minute and a half, two-minute video to people, it sensitizes them. It, it prepares them. It, it's a pre-bunk, right? Mm-hmm. So then when they see the actual misinformation, they're much more critical and less likely to believe it, and also, Shay, really important, less likely to share it, right? So uh, this is good news. This is another tool that we can deploy to fight, to fight misinformation. And by the way, it builds on, you know, those of us in this space weren't really surprised by, by the results. Um, we're very happy about the, the, how methodologically strong this, this study was. But it builds on a body of literature that has told us that pre-bunking, it really can make a difference. It's interesting. So just in terms of the mechanics of it, it's, it sounds like it's something we're all used to. I mean, if you go on YouTube and you watch a video, 99% of the time, you're going to have to watch another video before you watch your video anyway. Usually it's an ad. Would this just replace that then? It's the same concept where before you get to see your video, you're going to have to sit through this one? 
Well, this is the other good news part of this equation, I think. It's kind of a scalable intervention, right? So this is, you know, just testing the concept. And I actually, I personally think they're going to have to think of more efficient ways to do it. Because, like, yeah. I, I, you know, Shay, I don't know what you're like, but two minutes to me, I, that sounds long. It, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. And if you can skip through it, you will skip through it. Exactly. So I think, you know, I think we need to make it more efficient. But the, the proof of concept is there. Yeah, that's the idea, right, that we would think of some scalable way to get this kind of, of hint out to the public. And, and I also like it because um, it, it sort of empowers individuals, right? It, it's not about um, deplatforming. It's not about, you know, this is a, a tool that can, people can implement in, in, their, in their personal life. And by the way, there was another study that came out um, uh, three weeks ago, another great study that found that if you use debunking, Rebunking and regulation, you can really have a significant impact on on the spread of misinformation. So the message, of course, is we've got to come at this from every direction, and more and more evidence tells us that pre-bunking is part of that broader strategy. Why do you think it works? I mean, that's the question I'm asking myself, because a lot of the concepts that we're talking about here, you know, and how to recognize misinformation, I mean, they're out there already, but they seem to have had limited, <laughs> at least in the in the world I live in, Doc, uh, it, it doesn't seem to be getting through. Why do you think this is more effective than sitting down to people and saying, hey, that thing that you shared is nonsense and here's why? So I, I think it Part of it is is the following. You know, there is this other body of evidence that tells us if you can just nudge people to pause, right, just to reflect for a moment, <laughs> you can make you can make a difference because you know our information environment now is so frenetic, right? It's yeah. just so high speed. So I, I think that that's part of what's going on here. We're we're reminding people to think about accuracy before they engage uh, the content. Uh, so work by people like Gordon Pennycook, the University of Regina, a colleague, he does great work, and David Rand at MIT, they've shown that, that if you just remind people to pause, even for a moment, uh, they're less likely to believe misinformation, less likely to share misinformation. So what this study shows is let's invite people to pause, but also sort of remind them how they should be thinking about this content. And, and I, so I think that's what's going on. And it's a little broader too, right? Because I know you spend a lot of time pointing out, okay, I just saw this particular item circulating on the internet and here's why it's nonsense. This is sort of uh, just generally some things, because you're right, there are so many common elements to all of this misinformation. If you recognize those and just take a second to analyze it a little deeper, you can avoid a lot of the problems. Uh, that's right. And I think the other thing that this study did, uh, which I thought was interesting, is they highlighted stuff that, often people forget is is part of the strategies. You know, I think we all know that, you know, manipulating science or just t- telling lies, that, that's obvious. But here they're reminding us that, look, is this overly emotional? Is this playing to your ideology? Is this a personal attack? Those are things that I think we all often can forget because sometimes we're so, you know, we're so bought into the message that's being spread because it plays to our worldview. We can forget that that's a strategy to spread misinformation. So I, I, that's the other element of this study I think is really important. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I, and of course, as you know, Doc, I'm getting all kinds of texts talking about how it's propaganda and it's big government control. I mean, there are, it's, we're not, there are some people you just aren't going to reach in this space, right? I mean, they're going to believe something based on how it makes them feel. Regard, they could know it's complete and utter nonsense, but if it fits the way they want to feel, they're going to accept it anyway. And there's nothing we can do about that, is there? 
that's right. You know, those hardcore deniers is people that are, you know, it's really part of their worldview. Those yeah. People that yeah. have bought in into these communities. It's very difficult to change their minds. Uh, but th- the thing I like about this is it's not propaganda, right? We're not telling people what to believe or what not to believe. We're just saying, hey, these are strategies that are used to spread misinformation. Be on alert for them. That's all we're saying. Right, we're, yeah. you know, and so I, I think it's, it's empowering. It's not about censorship. It's not about, you know, inappropriate manipulation. It's about empowering people to see the world in a more accurate light. Uh, wouldn't that be a wonderful thing, Dr. Caulfield, if we, <laughs> if we could get there? Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you joining us today. Uh, oh, my pleasure.